Hello, this is Variety Shannon Vera for Akashi Media Podcast Live. Today, you're going to be listening to Nicole Ballard, who's going to be expressing her emotions and how she feels about losing a mom. She's going to be speaking out to Shamar Moore and letting him know, hey, Shamar, I understand how you feel. Take a listen. Hello. Um, I decided to make a video today because last night I saw a man in pain. A man that I have watched over the years on television, soap operas, saw him in the International Mail magazine for the first time, and I thought he was just the finest man I've ever seen before. But he's still a man and he's still a human being. And I saw Shamar Moore's music video last night and it really touched me, it hurt me, but I related to him. Um, <clears throat> as you know, there's a lot of strife and negativity going on, which concerns me. And the thing about me is that I am Florence Ballard's daughter, Nicole, that everyone called Rosalind, in Detroit, growing up. Doesn't matter how many people want to squash that. The one thing that my mother did before she died was explain to me the reason why we're doing this photo shoot and this interview is because I want the world to remember my children. I want the world to remember my children's face. I don't give a damn about being on welfare. I do not care. I do not want the world to forget my child. And I was a child that was sitting down in the front on the floor. The photographer asked, who's the oldest? She said, she is. So he told me, Louis, studying to sit down on the floor in the front because I'm the oldest and the firstborn. Now, I'm multiracial myself. My mother's multiracial, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, and whatever else came along with it. There's a whole lot of multi-ethnicities in my family. We have Eskimo, Native American, Scandinavian, um, African of six ethnicities, which is uh, Tanzania, Cameroon, Kenya, Ghana, Nigerian, and uh, uh, Sierra Leone's. And I'm all of those things, all of those ethnicities, and I'm part of. I'm proud of it. I grew up. Oh, also West Indies, Indians from India. Um, I grew up with all of my relatives of all these diversities of ethnicities. I grew up in a home in different places, went to different places to visit all of them. In Europe, they came to Detroit, they were in Ohio, they were in Canada, and 
recently we I've taken DNA tests, ancestry tests, and I found my relatives again that were looking for me. They hadn't seen me over the years, and now they have children and children. They have children, but we connected through our bloodline. So, what I want to say is, is that I feel you, Shamar. What you feel about losing your mother? I lost my mother and my father six months apart. I lost both six months apart. My father was my best friend. My father was the one who told me, "Motown is over with." It's not gonna happen anymore. You're not gonna be on TV.、Um, you gotta learn the streets now. You gotta learn how to hustle now. You gotta learn what your daddy do now. I didn't break the law, but he showed me the law. It was dirty. So I learned about good cops and bad cops. Good FBI agents, bad FBI agents. That's how my life evolved, and I became a writer. My talent was discovered through my teacher, Miss Gardner and Miss Snap. And that was my third grade teacher and my sixth grade teacher. My third grade teacher was Miss Gardner. My sixth grade teacher was Miss Snap. Both of them discovered my writing. I got awards all the time in writing, and I knew I wanted to go into show business and entertainment. I wanted to be a singer in the beginning, but I learned so many other things along the way. So I know what it's like to to have someone in your life. So my mother Florence was in and out of hospitals. She wasn't in my life as constantly as she should have been. Who was my mother? Who was in my life from my my small years till I got to be seven, about six, about six, I would say, was Diana Ross. Diana Ross was my mother for about six years, and then she left and went to. California with Motown. I begged her to take me with her. She said, "I can't take you with me, Roz, and I can't. I have my own kids. I can't afford it. It hurt me." And I said, "You don't love me no more." I went through a lot with my life, with having all these family members and relatives. And what I learned from them was skin color can be racist and prejudiced within your own family. They accept. That's they will separate that light skin from the dark skin, or the little darker skin from the light skin. You know, I've heard things that people will say, "Oh, I don't want her children to outdo my children." Things like that. You know,、um, today they'll act like, "Oh, I don't know her. I don't remember her. I didn't see her before." Baby, I got a good ass memory. It's my life. It's in the subconscious. It's there. If I remember, it fucking happened. So. My thing is, is that I thank God for having a diversity in my life. Where I grew up around my Asian family, my white family, my African family. I grew up around everybody as I was coming up. But when my mother died, all that was taken away from me. 
So the people that I was around was like a step family to her. And it was it was totally different. It was people who couldn't afford the lifestyle that we had. So it was different, you know, or whatever the jealousy might have been or whatever. It was totally different. So I understand what you feel, Shema Moore, when you say that your mother had dreams. My mother achieved her dreams. She went around the world, too. And she took me around the world with her as well. I remember trips that I went on to Canada, New York City, London, uh, different places, you know, because everyone wasn't all in one place, even with me. That's how I know a lot of people remember me. And, um, and they didn't forget me, you know. Um, Nevada, you know, I had a great upbringing too. And not all white people are bad people because I had some cool-ass white relatives. And I know what it's like to have white relatives. They were cool as fuck, the ones that I grew up with. Um, I didn't know anything about color with them. I didn't know anything about being black with them. Uh, my Scandinavian relatives. I didn't know anything about uh, being Negro, they didn't call us those things. They called me by my name. They never talked about those type of things to me. Um, but the only person side of the family that was weird like that is Queen Elizabeth's side of the family. That's out there in Europe, in the United Kingdom. And I and there was a family member back then that was a part of the royalty in the crown back then and the sister was white she had a husband that was black her daughter came out but she was dark she couldn't pass for white she was black she was dark skinned but she had you know that nice hair or whatever and you know and that's how that was but she lived in Michigan she lived in Detroit and um it was a lot of things that she went through with that, but her mother died as well um, over the years. So what I'm really trying to get at is that um, you grew up with a dreamer, but now you got to be with visionaries. You got to develop a vision. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Shamamore, to find Jesus. I'm not going to do that because that might not be the way for you to go. I became a Buddhist and I became in Taoism. That was the way for me. I'm not saying Christianity is bad. I tried that. But I had to try what would set me free. What would set me free emotionally, mentally, and make me strong. To help me to forgive others and to help me heal. I had to go that route. I understand what Tina felt to become a Buddhist and to be set free from Ike. She had to find within herself a courage. It had to be built. A courage had to be built to remove herself from that situation, from that thinking process that I can't leave, that I can't move, that I'm not this person's slave. She had to move on in a spiritual life 
that can carry her through the rest of her life. And it's okay to not be with Jesus in that aspect because you still are with the Father, the Father of Heaven. The Father of Heaven is the one who has all power. And that's the one I recognize first. I recognize the Father in Heaven, Abraham, who created the sun, the earth, the solar system, the universe, to make it rain, to make it snow, to make the rain come down, and Mother Nature, or whatever it is. That's what I seek. That's what I believe in. That's where I feel the power is in. Because I don't believe in attaching myself to something less than something than the Father of Heaven. Because the Father is Heaven, in Heaven is the only thing that's greater than myself. And I do not believe in attaching myself to something spiritually that's less than He is. I must attach myself to something that's just as powerful as He is. You understand? So, they say that Jesus Himself don't even have as much power as the Father in Heaven. So therefore, He needs to be set aside for me. For me, He needs to be set aside. Because if He ain't got the power that the Father in Heaven got, I need something stronger to help me to what I need to go through. And that is to control my emotions, my feelings, the things I say, hold my temper, a lot of things I had to work on, you know, and I didn't speak about because I stayed in a child's place for the fact that I was in, people were controlling my life with their actions. So I didn't speak a lot. I just became a watcher of everything that went on around me. A listener, I listened to everything that was being said around me. Or in other rooms, you know, I've been around two-faced people, backstabbers, laughing in your face, smiling in your face, turn around behind your back, go and say something. Somebody asks you a question, they go and leave the room, go tell somebody what you just said, stuff like that. So what I'm saying to you, Shamar, is that I didn't know how to live my life without my mother and my father. My daddy died six months before my mama did. My daddy just painted my bedroom. He just bought me a canopy bed. He just painted my room pink. Pink or yellow, pink, I think it was. The paint was still fresh on the wall. All I could do was lay in that room in that bed and cry, 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 and smell that fresh paint. See my brand new bed spread that he just bought me. It killed me. That was my best friend. My daddy taught me how to ride my bike. I know what it's like to be where you at. You're a grown-ass man, and you suffering. You can imagine what I went through as a child. I had 10 more years. 
Ten more years. Before I had my adult life, it was hard. It was hard. My daddy was a fighter. My daddy didn't let nobody bother me, touch me, hurt me, say nothing negative to me, get smart with me. My daddy would knock your goddamn teeth out your mouth. My daddy loved my mother. My daddy was homeless with my mama. That man was stinky and funky everywhere he went with that woman, but he was with my mama on the streets. He made sure that we had a place to live. I was with my grandparents' house. I stayed with my grandparents and my cousins, Kelly, Robbie, Sean, my cousin, um, Shamiko, my Uncle Bird. I was with James Brown. I was with Yama. I was with um, my Aunt Didi. I was with uh, Cece, Desi. I was with Joe Jackson, I was with Michael's mom and them house in L.A. I was with Ike Turner and Tina on the trips. I know what you feel to lose your mama. But I lost my mother and my father and it ain't no joke. It's mind blowing to lose your parent at a young age and not know. But let me tell you, my father, my father told me he was going to leave. My father prepared me that he was going to die. He told me he was going to get killed. But before my father left, he gave me $16,000 in cash. He said, it's in your room in a brown paper bag. You take that money and you live off of it. I feel I made a mistake with it. I put it in the bank. I don't come from people that get bank accounts. I come from people that put their shit in tin cans. They don't put their money in banks. Banks are for crooks. Banks are for thieves. Banks are for people that just won't take your shit out, know how much is in there so they can take it out, withdraw it out, say they live with you. Back then in the day in the 70s, all a person had to do is have an address get mail at the house, get a, anything. But it was hard. But let me tell you, Florence Mayweather, parents, Deborah, Sinclair, and Floyd Mayweather Sr. were the only friends that I know were real that came over after my mama went with Motown no more, they still came to them barbecues and everything. And they were so close that my father said, Floyd, we need to marry Rosalind and Nicole. I mean, marry Rosalind and Floyd. And Deborah said he crazy about her any damn way, you know. And so we had something called a Tom Thumb marriage in the 70s or 80s, somewhere around there. And we had a Tom Thumb marriage that took place. And we've been married ever since. And Floyd is still my husband to this day. Not on the physical side, but marriage and by heart. 
because marriage sometimes starts from the heart first before it ends up on paper. But we were chosen for each other and our, by our parents. So we're still legally married. And I'm still there for him. In different ways. Not always in a physical way. I'm there as a support system, a strength, a tower, someone to talk to, someone to hold, someone he can kiss, someone that can listen to him for eight hours. I'm not someone that look at my watch. Oh, I got to go. Um, call me later. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm on the line. I'm none of those things. He can talk to me like he can talk to Dan Wall. I'm there for all of that. I can be there for you too, Shamar Moore, if you need me to be. I can be your Harriet Tummy. You got to set your mind free. You got to keep your mind right. That's how I was raised. One thing James Brown used to do to me, every time he saw me, James Brown and my father would always say, give me five on the black hand side. Up high, down low, you got so. So, what that means to me is, no matter how high you are up on top, or how low, you still got your soul. Your soul belongs to you. And ain't nothing nobody can take from you. I don't give a damn about all this bullshit, Illuminati and all that and shit like that. I don't play into all that Rastafari shit and wearing horns on your head and all that. Because I'm part ram any damn way when it comes to my zodiac sign. I'm Jupiter. I'm Jupiter. I'm a Sagittarius. You a fire sign just like me, Shamamor. And you know you a ram. You already know. So, you gotta get through the fire. You gotta walk on these coals now. And your mother has taught you all she could. And it's time for you to discover a new world. It's time for you to be discovery man now. You in Hollywood. You either gonna be the last man on earth or the first man on earth. You gonna be the, you gonna be something, but you determine all of that. You can have a vision, but you gotta make it a reality. We can dream, but we can also have visions. And visions can come to life in dreams. And in Buddhism and Taoism, we believe in reincarnation. We believe in forgiveness. And you got to believe that your mother is still there. They, we believe that our loved ones don't leave us spiritually. They're still there. We can feel them. We can talk to them. We can channel through them, through the spirit, through the universe. You're a star. That's true. But your mother's a star up in that sky now that's still looking down at you. That's what we believe in. Because your mother got a lot to talk about up there. With that star, with other stars. What she got to say? Everything I did with Shamar. What I did, what we said, what we talked about, where we've been and everything. That's life. That's a gift. And we believe in life. In Buddhism, in Taoism. We're not like Christianity that believe in abortion. We believe in bringing life forward. And making it happen. Becoming into the light 
of life, crying into the light of life, taking our first breath and experiencing the air of life that God has given. Um, only thing I could say to you, you my brother in my realm of Sagittarius, Aries, and Leo, we all three of Jupiter. We in the Jupiter uh, 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 circle or whatever, you know, of our thing. And we are fire signs. So we sensitive. We can get mad. We can get sensitive. We can throw them fireballs out. Whatever's going to be. But now it's time, Shamar. The best thing I could say is get creative. Become a writer now. Become a director now. Become a producer now. Not just an actor. It's time to stop the acting because this is, like you said, this is for real. This is not acting. This is not play. This is me. This is Shamar Moore. This, that's you, Shamar Moore, who lost his mother. You can write a lot of things that a lot of people may be familiar with. You can write about having a white mother, growing up with a white mother, what it's like growing up with a white mother, what it's like to be biracial, what it's like to have a black father, what it's like for your black father to be there and not be there, what it's like for your mother to be the mother and the father, what it's like for you to grow up whatever you became, your lifestyle, whatever it is. You can write about all that. What it's like to be uh, multicultural. What it's like to be white and black. Was it easy for you or was it hard for you? Write about all that. Write a novel. Write scripts. Write plays. You got to be creative now because you're from that creative force. Write all those things. You were on soap operas. But now you can write Shemar operas. You understand what I'm saying? You can sing in the opera if you want to. So, all that I'm saying is that I get my strength from my mother and my father, but I also get my strength from experiencing life. And I had my daughter at 19 years old. And I got pregnant with my daughter by DeBarge. And he was in high school. But he had things going on. He was a friend of mine that had some issues that I didn't know nothing about. And I was hurt about it. His issues were, it was hard being white and black. It's hard being in that light, being white and black. But he loved black women. He loved some black women. You know? And um, he liked smart women. Smart girls. He thought I was smart and it was a snob. He said, I carried myself like I was a star. He said, I was always into my books. I was a bookworm. You know? Um, 
I'm still a bookworm. I still like to read. Diana Ross taught me how to read, write, tie my shoes, write my name, know my phone number, know my address, uh, so I know about my surroundings and where I'm at at all times. She felt that was very important. She talked to me about men. She told me, don't sit on a man's lap. It's not appropriate. Things like that. And if it happens, you let me know. But then when there was a photograph taken, I said, I'm going to sit on this lap. She said, don't worry, baby. I'm standing right here next to you. That's different. I'm right here. Okay. You know, so Diana and my mom were best friends in their own way, but they were sisters in their own way. They're first cousins. The world didn't know that. Um, it was hard being a part of the whole Motown thing. It wasn't easy even for her because she had to have an ego. She had to have a facade that I think that just kind of developed. But she was going to be a star anyway because that's what her mother wanted for her. Her mother was a seamstress. Her mother had the opportunity to become a, a fashion designer and go to and go to France, but she turned it down. She turned Paris down for her kids and her husband. And she told me, and my cousins, Kevin and Karen, all the time, she always said, get your career first before you have kids and get married. Get that out the way first. Don't have children in the family before you get what you really want out of life first. So get what you want out of life first, Shamar. Get it all. Be greedy. Take it all. As long as you're still living here, go for it. Take it all. Grab it. Because dreams don't have an expiration date, like Richard Lawson said. They don't. So you got to surround yourself around visionaries, around people who have a vision, and dreamers, but dreamers who just don't stay on a dream and who just don't stay asleep, but people who bring it forth. Martin Luther King had a dream. He had visions, but he knew he wasn't going to get there with us all the way to the mountaintop. He knew he was going to be at a stop somewhere. I knew that I wasn't going to have Floyd Mayweather's children because I needed to go to film school. He needed to, to focus on boxing in Las Vegas. I went to L.A. I went to UCLA Film School. I developed Set It Off in Booty Call. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. I grew up around the Mafia, the YBIs. Um, I read books with Donald, uh, uh, Donald Goins. Um, I, I saw book, uh, movies with Bill, uh, Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby, uh, Uptown Saturday Night, or Car Wash, or you know, uh, um, all those things about hustling. Because that was real to my father, my mother, and me. That was real life. That was every day. I saw those things. You know, um, uh, two live crew, all those games and things like that. Uh, the, 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 the Guardian Angels was out back then, in the 70s and the 80s. I grew up with the Black Panthers. I grew up with a lot of things in my life. My name is Variety now. I call myself Variety Shunavere because I'm made up of all those things, all those sources. We're good and bad, created me. 
but it didn't create a criminal. It's created me to write and to think about my life. I was taught not to go crazy. Ain't nothing wrong about me. Nothing. It ain't nothing wrong with my mama. My mother, in my opinion, she didn't have anything else but singing. She didn't learn about the label of how a label was ran. Now, had she been like Michael Jackson that asked questions from Barry Gordy, Barry, how does this work? How do you do that? What is this button for? You have to ask questions. You don't get anything with a closed mouth. And people, even with the dream girl story, people say, oh, Barry Gordy was a pimp, he was just and that. He might have been. I'm continuing, I'm continuing this video with 30 minutes. And they used to say Barry Gordy was a pimp back then. There was a lot of pimps back then. There were Joes and other names they called them, you know. And I saw them all. I saw men in drag. I saw women that wanted to be guys. I saw, uh, I'm, I'm a heterosexual. I'm not bisexual or any of that. Ain't no wrong with those that want to be that. I only have a problem when it comes to it, when it comes to dealing with children. That's when I have a problem with it. Let a child be a child. Let a child become what they want to become. My grandson told me when he was three, Grandma, I like girls. I don't like boys. I said, okay, Kenny, continue to be that, because I like boys. You know, <laughs> you know, but he's a, he's a fire sign, and he's an Aries, just like you. And he don't take no shit off of people. My grandson ain't going to be made into nothing other than what he want to be, because he know what he feel deep down on the inside. Ain't nobody going to change that. His grandfather like that. He an Aries, too. He a Ram, too. Ain't, ain't nobody going to change Marcel. The barge, ain't nobody going to change him. Ain't nobody going to make him different. He is what he want to be. He's strong, too. He's been through a lot as well. But he's strong. He's still a father. He's still a grandfather. He got some things to deal with, with sobriety. But he going to make it. He going to be strong. He going to find his way, just like you going to find your way. You know, but you've been around the world, but what you gonna do with it now? What you gonna do with life now? You don't know. You gonna write about it. You gonna tell it like you telling it right now on Facebook. You gonna keep talking about it. And you gonna write about it because there's somebody else out there like you. You gonna be that director now. You gonna be a producer now. You gonna step up. I got a lot of celebrities on my Facebook list, but the only one that stand out to me that's real is Tasha Smith. She's the only one that calls me every now and then. And Tasha said the last time I talked to her, when you coming to my acting class, I'm getting there. And she said, cause I want you to join us. I will, but I'm a natural actor in my own actress in my own way, I know. You know, but my life has always been a movie. People say it all the time.
people still trying to make stuff about movie. I'll say things on Facebook and then the relatives will contact other relatives in Europe and Africa and other places. Girl, write this book. Girl, she got this coming out. Girl, go ahead and start star. That, star, that, that TV show star, girl. Go ahead. You the star, girl. She ain't the one out there, girl. Girl, she ain't the one on TV. Girl, you the one that's on TV, not her. Girl, this and that. I wrote scripts that I made $150 million. I don't tell people my business. I don't show my money off like Floyd Mayweather does or used to. I don't have to. I don't come from that. I come from people that stick their money in the candy tin cans. Those are the kind of people I come from. My mother had piggy banks that sat on the floor like three inches tall. Had money in it. It was so much money in it you could stick my money in there. She had three of them. When my mother sat me down and said on the porch, she said, we can't live here anymore. We're not going to be able to live here anymore. I stepped up and said, Mama, you can have my money. You can have my piggy bank. And then I said, Mom, I could sing like Michael. I could dance like Michael. If you let me, you could be my manager. And my mother thought and looked at me like, and she said, mm-hmm, yep, yep, like, yeah, you could be all those things. But then she said, I'm the mother. I'm supposed to take care of you. So my mother saw me out there performing on stage to take care of the family as, no, 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 no. That's not your place. That's my place. It wasn't that she was selfish and didn't want me to do it. She's not the child I am. She's the mother. She gave life. It's her responsibility to take care of me. My mother did any and everything she could. My mother, Florence Glenda Ballard from the Supremes. I asked my mother one night when she was leaving the house. I said, Mama, where are you going? Where do you go every night? She said, I'm a dancer. Nobody knows or knew, but ghostwriters, that the movie Frankie and Alice is about my mother, Florence Ballard. And I remember her being a dancer. I remember those go-go boots. They were silver. I remember all those things. I remember the apartment. I remember all those things. I'll never forget them. That's a big jump that my mother had from being on top to being a pole girl on a strip pole. That's a far down drop. But let me tell you about my mother. My mother never allowed me to see her cry. My mother never let me see her go through anything that she was going through. But once, mentally, then that's when we was at her sister Maxine's house for Thanksgiving. And she heard some music on the radio from Motown and she started crying. And I ran over to her and said, Mama, please don't cry. We still a family. 
please don't cry, Mama. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. And all I could do is think of a way to make money. Like my daddy said, be a hustler. I was gained to be on that dance stage with Michael Jackson, Joe. I even asked Joseph, Joseph, please let me live with you. Please take me home with you, Joseph, please. I gotta do something for my mother. Joe did take me to Los Angeles. I was living with Janet and Michael and them for a minute. It was only maybe a week or two. And then I was out in LA and Diana Ross was like, don't get comfortable. Cause you going back, you only here for two weeks because my kids are going to be big stars. I was like, okay. And what the fuck did that have to do with me? Like I'm a child. I started crying, but I was like, but I'm a child. Why are you taking this out on me? So I had a lot of things that were taken out on me <clears throat> and it was hard to grow up around family members that didn't like my mother. Her own family that didn't like her. They act like they did, they didn't. Her sister, Maxine, Linda, Maxine, when the Jet Magazine interview was over, she came up them stairs on the porch as we came out the house and she said, rags to riches. Riches back to rags. I'm glad she on the bottom like the rest of us. I looked at her and said, God damn, mama, did you hear what she just said about you? I just said, oh my God, why? Why you feel that way? Why you saying this about my mama? Why you glad my mama doing bad? I was upset. So... When my mother died, Florence Beller died. I was I went in the ambulance with her, and I got to the hospital. She was on the gurney, and I was standing next to her, and I I said, "Mom, I can't leave you here. I can't leave you here, Mom. I know something gonna happen. Something gonna happen. Something gonna happen. I can feel it." I can feel it, Mama. Something gonna happen. She said, I'll be okay, baby. I'll be okay. I said, no, Mama. I can't leave you here. I said, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to leave my Mama here by herself. I got to protect my Mama, you know? And then her sister said, come on, let's go. You know, the Lord said, come on, let's go. And when I turned around, Barry Gordy was standing behind me. He was in tears. Very face was full of tears. And Barry and his brothers and my mother's brothers was like, you know she not gonna come home. Barry said after the funeral, he said, I'm going to California. Let me take her with me. Her sisters had this big argument. Why? Why? 
why, 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 why? Why can't you just just pay some money? You know this and that. Woo, 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 woo. You know, they felt like I was gonna get too much. But Barry, Barry Gordy said, "Cause she deserves the life like the rest of all these other kids are gonna have. She deserves to have that life that she deserves." that all these other kids are going to have. Smokey kids, Joe kids, my kids, she deserve it. Don't make me take your ass to court, cause I will win. I will win. I will kick your ass in court. Those were Barry Gordy's words. On my mama funeral day, he came to the house like, this girl need to go to California. People don't know what's real behind the scenes of what happened. All they know is what they hear and what's been written. But I lived it. I lived it. That's my life. My life. People write about my life. I'm that little girl that was in that black dress that was sitting next to Barry Gordy at the auditorium at Dream Girls in Detroit. That's my life. And it could have also been the one in New York City, but it was, I remember it being Detroit. That's me. That was me. And Diana came over and said to him, look, Come sit with your own damn daughter and me. So he got up and went to go sit with Diana and Rhonda. So I I have kind of lived a life where, <clears throat> for a minute, I was in the middle because I was around all these relatives that just didn't want me to be that. My grandmother did, though. My grandmother, Lorley Ballard, was a Native American, and my grandparents were Native Americans. And I had a trust fund. My grandmother told Dolores, she said, she gets $10,000 a month. That ended up being a problem. That's too much for one child to get. $10,000 is too much for one child to get. Well, I got three kids. We dealing with stepsisters. So life can be hard when you have a step family and their side of the family or their mama don't do what they supposed to be doing or get in the life that they supposed to have or people think they too fine and they got to sit on their ass or they got to wait for a man to come around and give them money or do whatever they felt was right to get. I wasn't raised like that. I wasn't raised around lazy people. I wasn't raised to keep a dirty house. I was raised to be articulate, 
I was raised to sow just like they were doing. And it's not far off because Native Americans sow their craft and so do Indians from India. Um, and then, and then, and then the family that was Scandinavians for European, they dressed well, tailored, like they did in Europe, in Canada. They dressed very well. But their clothes were made by their parents. Sewing machines at home. I learned how to do patterns, cut them out. What age? Five, about five. I had a sewing machine, it was Singer, black. Real needle, made for a child. Here's your sewing machine, manually, turn a knob. Television is not something you need to focus on all the time. So they gave me the sewing machine to take me off my cartoons of Yogi Bear and Winnie the Pooh and the Mickey Mouse Club and, and Charlie Chapman and everything else that was coming on TV. It didn't stop me from watching television. I just focused on that at the same time as sewing my socks. Here's a sock, learn how to sew your sock. Here's a needle, learn how to sew your, your socks in a needle. My cousin Kevin, same thing. Learn how to sew your socks, Kevin. You never know when you need to learn how to sew your sock. You just don't let the big toe out there. Sew your sock, put your shoe back on. Those are the things that I learned. So I know what it feels like to have all these things put into you. What I learned from my mother, Florence, strength, a tower to be strong. She cried. I'm a crier too. I'm a cry baby just like her. I'm a mother just like her. But now I'm a grandmother. And I told my daughter, Cinderella stories don't always happen. You gotta learn how to take care of your damn self. I don't believe in pimps. But if you get one, know your power. That motherfucker needs you to bring home money. You better control the money. People talk about Diane Ross all the time. She one of the baddest bosses ever. People call her a hoe all the time. She a badass hoe as she is. She a bad bitch. She taught me everything I know as well. She taught me how to read and write. She's a teacher when she's not on stage. She homeschooled children. Every children in my family learned how to read and write before they went to kindergarten, including Floyd, Joy, Sinclair, Mayweather, Jr. You got stars of the black men in the status of celebrity, rich just like he is, trying to tear down another brother and say he don't know how to read and write. 50 Cent, Curtis, you don't know what the fuck you talking about. Cause Floyd Mayweather always knew how to read and write. He knew how to read and write and dial the telephone number to call his daddy to say, Daddy, come and get me because I want to be a boxer. He was four years old dialing his daddy's number. His daddy said, I'll be there tomorrow at 11 a.m. And his father showed up exactly 11 a.m. Not 11.05, 11 a.m. Floyd, the night before, went into the room, got his bag, packed it up, set that plastic bag next to the door, 
and I sat with him all day, all night, until his daddy came. Watch boxing. There was nothing else on that television screen in black and white TV in New York City but boxing. My mother lived in the same apartment building as Floyd Mayweather's mother, Deborah, and they were neighbors, and we hung out together. That's our history together. We're family. I'm way before all this other stuff, all this fake shit. I'm blessed. I'm so blessed to be in your presence. I'm so blessed to have your baby. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed to work for you. Bless, 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 bless. I'm there. Been there, done that. I am here. I'm the girl. I'm your past. I'm with you. My mama on food stamps where your mama on food stamps. Okay? That's my history with Floyd Mayweather. A Tom Thumb marriage made with bangles between his mother, my mother, his father, and my father, Lawrence. And his father and my father were best friends growing up from kindergarten to adult life. And they were hustlers together. So I understand everything Florida Mayweather is going through and been through and have to deal with. But I'm here for him. I'm here for him. Because I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. And like I said, I know every game there is, every play there is. Just like his his fitness club is sitting right there on Wilshire where Biggie got shot. I grew up around the Panthers. I know all that shit. All this motherfucker with all these little gang members in the game and all this bullshit going on with these record labels. Been there, done that, seen that, been around James Brown, all that shit. Seen all that shit. Ain't shit you can do. Women can sit up and have kids and babies act like y'all don't like each other. Y'all be at the table. Girl, so what he giving you? Girl, how much money he ain't gave you? What'd he tell you last night? Then y'all want to be girlfriends. Then y'all want to be best friends. Then y'all want to live together. And then y'all want to take a nigga out. Then you want to kill a motherfucker. Then you want to get life insurance on him. Bitch, I lived it. Seen it. Played it out. That's my man. Floyd Mayweather Jr., my husband. My man. I don't give a fuck who he put on display. Behind the scenes, everybody know me. And I and believe me, I know Josie. She was the first one I met. Josie was cool. I liked her in a way. In a way. But I knew Josie was going to throw his ass in jail. But why I didn't get involved? Because he needed to learn. He mine. I ain't tripping. I got school. I ain't got time to sit here and be underneath you. Her doing was, hey, this boy gonna make money. I'm on this. Oh well, it is what it is. She got blessed. She was right. I knew I wasn't gonna be the one making all these damn kids. I already had a daughter. I got school. I gotta focus on this child. I got things to do. I got my dreams. You got your dreams. That was just the program. But a child creates a family. His children are still my children. I'm not in their life, but they're still my children. And I'm still his wife. I ain't going nowhere. But I'm looking. I'm on the alert. I'm always, I'm his camera. Believe me, I see shit. I call it out real quick. I'm that friend. I'm not that friend, bro. 
sis, all that fake shit. No, I'm that friend. Like, you know what? I don't like the fact that your um, night, your 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 fitness club is sitting up there on Wilshire Boulevard where Biggie got shot, and it's not too far through Wilshire. But I just don't like that. And then you got Fifty Cent that's always talking shit about you. Is there a connection here? Is your connection here with you and Ashanti and them and the gang and all that and the circle and all that? Is your connection here? I'm, I'm familiar with how, you know, like how all the little light-skinned girls are all in your face and, oh, everybody got that long, pretty hair and, you know, dangle it up, shake it up, put your titties up and, oh, oh my God, you're so fine. Oh, my God, like have something you couldn't have when you was a broke-ass motherfucking Negro. But now that you got money, you can have this shit now. You know, no, that's not it. Because my history with Floyd Mayweather Jr. and family, we own oil, Sinclair oil. We've been through all this. Half a life, all this shit together. So anything that anybody is doing or trying to do or make happen and think they slick, you ain't slick. You ain't gonna get away with it. I've been with real cops, fake cops, fake police officers that act like they cool with you, they'll take your ass out too. I don't give a fuck, I talk about y'all motherfuckers all day. They walk past me and look at me like I'm goddamn crazy. You know why? Because they watch these videos. You know why? They watch these videos because these motherfucking FBI agents and these motherfucking police officers in, from Detroit area and Miami and all that shit, these motherfuckers know I ain't seen them take gold. They know I ain't seen dope on the table. They know I seen the money. They know I know about burglary. They know I know about the catwalk, silent cats. Oh my God, do I need to go on? Yeah. So, I see you, you see me. Hi, this is Variety Shunivir for Akashi Media Podcast Live. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to send me an email, you may do so at akashimedia at live.com. And that's A-K-A-S-H-I media at live.com. Thank you for listening.